Welcome to a special edition of The Forecast, everyone. I'm Owen, and I'm here with a very special guest, Richard Sanford, who is a community manager for Ubisoft. Rick, how are you doing today? Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm doing well, Owen. It's very nice to uh, be here to uh, talk to you, Ben. Uh, yeah, thank you again for coming on to the podcast. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what exactly is a community manager? Oh, man. Okay, so uh, as Owen said, my name is Richard Stanford. I am a community manager for Ubisoft. I've been working for Ubisoft for about a year and a half now. It'll be two years in January. And uh, what a community manager is, we're, we are pretty much the uh, voice inside of the studio for the community. So, for example, um, Rainbow Six Siege has been one of our long-running games. I believe it's been four, almost five years that that game has been launched and live and available to uh, play. And uh, the community manager for Rainbow Six Siege will listen to the community, go through all of the feedback that community members are sharing across social media, across the forums, the subreddit, the Discord, pretty much across the entire internet. And we kind of uh, group all that information up. We package it in a way that it can be delivered to the dev teams so that they can then act on the community's wishes or kind of see how the community is feeling about different projects or different uh, updates and changes that they have made. Um, it's really a part of the whole live service thing that we do at Ubisoft with most of our uh, games now. Right. I know that Ubisoft did a very uh, large part of their E3 presentation talking about how important the community is to them and their games, which I noticed not a lot of the other companies really mentioned. And so that's a lot of where you come in, right, is, you know, you are that gap between the community and the studio yeah that's pretty much it you just nailed it man like we we are in the subreddits we are on the forums we are across twitter and instagram we're pretty much anywhere that our community is that's where we try to meet them and we have those conversations about game mechanics that are working well or maybe game mechanics that aren't working well and we even go as far as bringing community members from wherever they are in the world to E3 so that they can be a part of our E3 ex experience. Uh, I believe that we saw that during the Ghost Recon Breakpoint presentation part of E3. Um, I believe Laura, who's the community developer for Ghost Recon, she pointed out some of the community members that we had there who are part of the Ghost Recon community and just kind of highlighted and showed some of their, their work in the background while on stage. And even our Just Dance community too. Uh, for the Just Dance part, you know, Ubisoft, we classically have a huge Just Dance performance and we had some of our community members out on stage dancing with the rest of the uh, Just Dance dancers. It was a, an amazing time. I, I think it's extremely important for game companies these days to be able to listen to their communities and be able to hear that feedback and be able to integrate it into their games. So that way, you know, the finished product is something that both parties can be uh, proud of. Do you have any examples of, you know, things that have happened in any of your communities that you were able to kind of like, you know, bring back to the studio and then they were like, oh yeah, no, this is a great idea. That just made it into a much better experience. Oh yeah, Ben. So um, we, I'm a community manager for the uh, Crew 2 and in April we released an update called Hot Shots. 
And this update brought back uh, what is called the live summit. And the summit is pretty much, we view it as an in-game activity so that players who have spent a lot of time upgrading their vehicles and making sure that they have all of the, the parts that they want, we give them an activity for them to show how pretty much amazing they are by competing in a bunch of different events and trying to set the highest score. And then the top 3,000 people at the end of the uh, summit, they receive a very special reward and that might be a unique vehicle or a unique vanity item. But all of this, the live summit comes from the Crew 1. Uh, at least the idea of the summit comes from the uh, Crew 1 and when the Crew 2 launched, we didn't have it, but we heard the community loud and, and clear over the uh, months that they wanted the summit to return. So for Hot Shots, we uh, brought it back and it's been a lot of fun having and watching everybody compete in all of these different events and uh, skill events and everything. It's been, uh, that's like a prime example of how the community talks and then we listen and then we take that information to the dev team so that they can integrate it into the uh, game yeah I, I mean i think that's that's fascinating and, and there's a lot of companies out there <coughs> bethesda that could really you know listen to the community maybe a little bit better <laughs> and uh it's, it's it's just so lovely to to see you know that uh things like that are being taken seriously and you are able to integrate you know those those fun mechanics or those fun games so that way you know the, the community has has more fun with it you know it extends the life of the product that the developers are already spending plenty of time on making and it just makes it that much better as an experience uh to the players now uh how did you become a community manager i pretty much did a whole bunch of community work um what the viewers might not know is that you and i during college we actually worked together uh right we were both ras at towson university in the same building and uh, being an RA was kind of where I first realized that I wanted to do community management work because I really enjoyed the fact that um, I could be that that point for the community, which was the floor that, that we were on for them to go to when they are having issues or problems or if they needed some advice in our situation as RAs. That doesn't necessarily happen as much in video games, but um, that working that job for I believe it was like two and a half years helped me realize that I wanted to do community management and then seeing the the way that um, other community managers who were already in the field or maybe even who were managing their own com communities but they weren't in technically video games seeing the way that they did their job just kind of inspired me more so I guess to, it's to say it it's been a, a process uh, a long process, but a, a process and it takes time. Um, so I pretty much was, I realized I wanted to be a community manager when I was in college. And then I saw the way that specifically Ubisoft community managers, we there was UB Justin and it's Epi, the way that they managed the Rainbow Six community uh, when the game first launched, made me realize that I kind of wanted to work at Ubisoft because I wanted to be able to do what they were doing. And then just me working other jobs and trying to implement more and more what I thought community management skills were into my my role there. Uh, so it wasn't until post like at least two or maybe three years after college, after me working my first job that I realized that I think I was ready to start applying for community management jobs. 
And then luckily enough for me, I heard back from, from Ubisoft and I had a very good interview and I was able to uh, make the move down to uh, join the uh, team. And, and that brings us all the way now to today where you're the community manager for not only the Crew 2, but also Starlink and Roller Champ, which is going to be like the new hot game coming out of Ubisoft in the next couple, what are we at, uh, months, years? <laughs> when, are, when are we getting Roller Champ? Well, we haven't set a date just yet, so I'll just say just keep on staying tuned. Uh, but yeah, Roller Champions, was a, it's been a lot of fun. We announced that during E3, and we had an E3 special demo for anybody who couldn't make it out to the show floor. And the response to Roller Champions has been exciting and super, super fun. Uh, and I'm really happy that the community has really liked the visual style of Roller Champions as well as the team-oriented kind of play style that that brings. You were at E3 when this was all announced and uh, the, the demos were on the show floor, yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah. Now, what is the difference of you getting that community feedback viscerally in person like you did at E3 versus when you're getting that feedback, you know, through Reddit and Twitter and things like that, that, you know, you get when you're back home? You know, surprisingly, it's not that different, man, because, you know, gamers, when gamers have feedback, the feedback is given with enthusiasm. Like, regardless of whether or not it's positive or negative, there's always passion behind the feedback. So getting that feedback in person is just, it's infectious because you're talking to somebody face to face. You can either see the smile on their face or you can see uh, the, the, their, their frustration. But that energy, that in-person energy is always, it's very unique and it's awesome. Versus on, online, you can still kind of feel the passion and excitement in the way that they are deciding to use their uh, word there are words to express how either the demo made them feel or how the current state of any of our games is making them feel. So it's it's the same, but it's also slightly different. And uh, with Roller Champion, and uh, because the game is like still being developed as you're the community manager for this, is there a different process to like how how do you go about being community manager for a game that is still yet to be released versus like, you know, you're saying that a lot of it was kind of like feedback for the game that already happened. So what is this like? Do you have a lot more of a say as the game is being developed? Uh, are you kind of like rolling the hype train for the game? So that way there will be a community there when it releases. Like what's kind of your role for a game that hasn't come out yet? So right now, my role for Roller Champions is kind of still going through that of feedback that we received from the E3 demo, even though it's been a little bit since that has been done. But for the most part right now, we're working with our other in our internal teams, so like brand and marketing and PR to kind of organize what it is that we want Roller Champions to a, to a be in regards to the way that we discuss it with everybody else. So right now, it's, a, it's pretty much just like patience and just waiting and talking and working with our in, internal teams to come up with our uh, plans, our community plans. And then when the next step comes, you know, then we'll start implementing our community plan and then adapting it to the way that the community reacts. And then it, that's when it kind of turns into a living and breathing uh, organism, you know? it's uh, So right now it's just kind of like that, that steady waiting 
phase and then once we hit the next phase and the things will start moving and then the waves will start going and then we kind of just kind of have to balance the ship and make sure that everything work just works well yeah you're you're currently at the calm before yeah, the yeah, storm yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> but the thing is the storm it, we felt the hype from e3 and then being able to share that excitement with the dev teams who were either at e3 or the ones who were still in uh montreal it's just awesome that we received so much positive feedback from that ether demo and everybody will see what the team has has been working on once we hit that uh next step yeah it's it's definitely a game that i am excited to actually get my hands on and try out because it just looked very isn't it cool. so stylish and it's so stylish and it just seems like one of those games that is just going to be like mindlessly fun like it doesn't matter if it's you know the same like four or five maps or whatever it kind of like uh um i'm, I'm blanking on the name of it but the the one rocket is god dang fine rocket league right yeah it, it it looks like like it's gonna be a competitor kind of like to rocket league it looks like it's gonna be one of those kind of fun things that there's gonna be a decent esports scene for it it's gonna have a lot of fun to play and it's just gonna be something that's gonna be easy to pick up you know and it doesn't you can be on any end of the spectrum of gaming, whether you're extremely competitive or just want to, you know, hit some shots and roll around the rink a little bit with your friends, like you could do that yeah. too. And I'm excited for that. I, I think that that's going to be a very fun game to play. And uh, I'm, I'm very much eagerly awaiting to see what that brings and what you bring uh, when it comes to the table. Uh, don't, don't worry if anything's bad. I'll feed you. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> I'll, I'll give you some of that feedback, but it's probably just going to be great. Um, just because Ubisoft has been uh, on a roll in my mindset. I mean, I was quite impressed with that uh, that E3 launch, and I'm eagerly awaiting Watch Dogs as well. That looks it very does, fun. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think that we had a really awesome showing between uh, Break Breakpoint legion roller champions and then i believe of gods and monsters it's just a very mm -hmm. awesome awesome set while we're on the topic of other games and things uh, we have a segment on the forecast that we call what have you been playing lately where we just talk about uh, you know games that we've been playing and you know the, the reasons why we like them and maybe the things that we don't like and wish were <laughs> a little bit better so like rick um what have you been playing lately what what games have you been uh playing in the past like week or two that have really caught your eye you're like oh yeah no i've been putting some time into this oh man uh final fantasy 14 the Shadowbringers <laughs> expansion has been so excellent so excellent they have done such an amazing job since realm reborn and then the rebirth of realm reborn and Heaven's Word, then Stormblood, and then now Shadowbringers, man. From the music to the combat to the fights to the raid fights, that game, they Square Enix is killing it. Like they are seriously doing an amazing job, and I love that game so very much. With uh, Shadowbringer, to to just inform me and our listeners back at home, uh, what are they bringing new to the table that they haven't previously had? Uh, in some of the, the previous you know uh, content updates well i honestly wouldn't say that it's anything too new it's just the steady it's them excelling on what already works you know because sometimes you don't need to do a whole bunch of new things to make an expansion especially when it comes to mmos feel super special or unique it's just continuing on that storyline and hitting the, the uh, story beats that you set up before it's 
continuing to make amazing music and amazing soundtracks, continuing to make breathtaking like backgrounds and visuals for these dungeons and then the different zones that you explore. It's continuing to uh, to nail the dialogue between the uh, the uh, the characters and with your own character and the way that your character interacts with the world. Um, they've just been excelling bit by bit each and every time. Yeah, I mean, I I hear you. That's when you can just keep doing the things that you're good at. Yeah, just, just keep doing the things that you're good at. <laughs> just keep just, just keep doing it, you know. And they, and that's exactly what this the team over at Square are doing on this MMO. They're just doing what they're great at, and it's just been amazing just to see the entire arc of that game because uh, it's been a long arc, and it doesn't seem like it's it's finished any any time soon. So. Yeah, I've been I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen, and then I've been playing Dota two Underlords with with my uh, friends. Um, but I believe those. Oh, I've been playing also Quantum Break. Okay, okay. That that Remedy game that came out. I guess it might have been like four it, four years ago now. It's been a minute. Yeah, yeah. But, but I just got to it, and I finished episode one, and that is a visually kind of like breathtaking game and that came out like four four years ago man so yeah i've been kind of jumping uh, uh around but final fantasy is my my main with a bunch of different games just to fill in the uh, gaps no i mean that makes sense and it, there's no shame in going back to some some good games from the past you know a lot of the games that we play here over at the horizon uh may not exactly be the newest games you know i've been <laughs> uh i just started playing um Mario Rabbids. Nice. Which, awesome. Which, like, I grabbed on the, the E3 sale for, like, 20 bucks, and I was like, because I always meant to get into it, but I never quite purchased it on my Switch. And I finally got around to it, and I've been playing that for the past week. And again, Perfect. you know, it's I, I it's a fun game. It's a, it's a great stuff that, uh, you know, that's also Ubisoft, right? That's also you guys. It is. Yeah, it is. So look yeah. at that. Full circle. <laughs> <laughs> um, where can our listeners uh, find you? Oh, yeah. So on Twitter, uh, you can either look up UB-Rich or you can find my handle, which is at R.I. Stanford. Um, and then I'm on Discord as Rich. If you pretty much look in any of the, the Ubisoft uh, community discords, you'll pretty much find me there. Um, and that's about it. Those are the only two places. Awesome. Well, it's been uh, a pleasure having you here with us. It's been a fantastic interview. Thank you so much for doing this again with us. Dude, thank you again for inviting me out. I had a blast. Oh, well, I, I'm glad. I'm, I'm, we're hoping to make this into a bit of a larger series where we can talk to uh, more people that are behind the scenes, you know, developers, uh, you know, community managers, just, just really a lot more of the people that make these games and just kind of get an insight of how uh, the game industry works and also, you know, just kind of like the players that are behind the things that we love most so thank you so much for being here no 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 problem man anytime and uh for our listeners back home you can find me over on twitter at owen patterline and you can find the rest of the horizon team here on our semi-weekly podcast where we talk about video games entertainment and more and you can also follow us over at facebook at facebook.com slash we are the horizon community or check us out on our website at we are the horizon.com thank you so much
This podcast was produced by Owen Patterline and edited by me, Aaron Juno. A special thanks to Richard Stanford, one of Ubisoft's community managers, for being a part of this interview and helping us to better understand why he does what he does and how gaming communities really help to better the games the players are involved in. Another special thanks to Ubisoft for letting us talk about some of the content that's upcoming and we are very, very excited about. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. We also have a couple new series that we've been working on, one for a custom Divinity campaign and another for a Pathfinder campaign that we've been working on. So make sure you check those out as well. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time.